0: we are continuing to remember those prayer needs that are brought to us and uh, never forget them Father we ask you that the anointing that is in and on your word would be released to us and open our hearts to receive we pray this in the mighty and holy name of Jesus amen and amen chapter 16 we found out last time that Jesus had been doing great and mighty miracles. In fact, he had fed the 5,000 men plus women and children, 4,000, and there was a whole lot more left over after just a little bit of resources were given. We said last time that um, the disciples identified the wrong problem. We saw in verse 5 that the disciples had come to the other side. Now remember, they had just witnessed thousands of people on two occasions being miraculously fed by resources, sometimes just a little boy in his sack lunch, uh, given to the Lord. How many of you know that if you'll give whatever you have to the Lord and quit focusing on what you don't have, then God can do a mighty work of multiplication. So anytime the Lord would ask you to do something today, He never starts with what you don't have. God never starts with what you don't have. You need resources, start with what you do have. Dedicate those to the Lord. Get hold of the blessings of God. The disciples had come to the other side, and they had... (laughs) Verse 5, forgotten to take bread. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't bring food with them. And the disciples said to them, uh, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Now, when you skip over to verse 11, you'll see that he wasn't talking about something that makes bread rise. He was talking about the teaching, the doctrine, of those judgmental, unloving, law. Uh, focused uh, teachers who missed the very heart of God for their own doctrine. And he said to them, uh, beware of them. And so in verse 8, <clears throat> in verse 7, they, they reasoned among themselves saying, well, he told us that because we don't have any bread. Remember what we said last, last Sunday? They got the problem wrong. If you begin with a perspective that's wrong, you're never going to see the details if your perspective is off. And they felt like that the issue was something material that they were, were in lack of. And um, notice what Jesus said to them, verse eight: "Oh, you of little faith. They said bread's our problem. Jesus said, no, it's your lack of faith. Remember last week, uh, I told you about my own testimony many, many, many years ago. Where I kept trying, uh, crying out to God to increase our resources. And the Lord told me I didn't have a money problem. I had a fear problem. And uh, when I began to deal with the fear problem, guess what happened? The money problem got resolved. How, about, uh, how interesting is that? When you commit things to the Lord... Uh, He can do what you can't do. See, sometimes we think that the problem is our husband or our wife. And God may say, no, it's your own anger. It's your own lack of pursuing me. It's your own lack of love and gentleness in your home. We may uh, sometimes think that our problem's our boss if we could just have another boss. And God says, no, you you don't understand. You're, You're honoring the wrong boss. I'm the Lord of all. I am the Lord of your boss, I'm the Lord of you, and you are, you are, you, you've got your boss in position of me. And I, what I want you to do is worship me. Your boss don't control your life. That's for, only for me. We get the wrong problem, see, and when we get the wrong problem, we never get the right solution, Scott. If you have the wrong problem, you'll never get the right solution. So maybe what we ought to do when we have all these issues and problems is stop thinking that maybe the problem is our daughter or our son or our husband or our wife or our boss or our church or whatever it is, that maybe the problem we ought to look on the inside and see what God says the issue is and start partnering with the answer. And uh, it'll be amazing uh, the progress that gets made when we t- when we get the right uh, problem and the right perspective on what the solution is amen, amen. so uh, we we saw here that Jesus said that their problem was a faith a lack of faith issue and uh, not a material issue and uh, then he reminds them did you not remember uh, the loaves and the fish and and how many were served on those two occasions and um Then he asked them a penetrating question. We got to this last week, verse 13. Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi. Remember, the disciples had been moving in and out of thousands of people, and they were hearing all kinds of opinions of who this Jesus is. And he said to his disciples, who do men say that I am? What are they saying out there about me? And they said, well, some are saying John the Baptist. By the way, he had had his head chopped off, but he's back. Some Elijah and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, here it is, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that he is today? Do you say that he's enough? Do you say that he's able? Do you say that he's your future? Do you say that he can fix it and you can't? What do you say today? Who do you say that he is? Simon Peter verse 17 answered and and said in verse, verse 16 rather, Thou art the Christ, you are the Christ, the anointed one, God in human flesh. All that can be seen of God, all that can be seen of an invisible God is visibly present in you. You are the anointed one, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, Blessed are you, Simon, son of John. Flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you, but my Father is in heaven. And remember last week, we said the key to this whole deal is revelation from the Father. I was uh, stirred in prayer from 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. one one morning this week. And... uh, Somewhere between 5 and 7.30, I got revelation from the Father. How many of you know, you you can wear yourself out trying to figure stuff out. But if you'll just stay in the presence of the Father and keep crying out to Him in faith, God will give you the revelation. You know what revelation, listen, you know what revelation is? Revelation is information from the source of all truth. See, you can get all kind of information from every which, I mean, right now you've got a computer in your hand, in your purse, in your pocket that can give you information from millions of sources. But, you know, you're not going to get revelation until you hear from your Heavenly Father. There's a difference between information and revelation. And revelation is the words that God will speak to you. Press in. Press in, because that's the game changer. The revelation that comes from God is what will set you free from that anxiety. See, when you get revelation from God, you already know that the answer has been resolved. You don't have to stay up all night figuring it out. I don't know about you, but uh, that's that's a gift, bud. <laughs> Hallelujah. You we are blessed, Simon, son of John. Your Father in heaven has given you this revelation. And I say to you, you are Peter, as we said last week, in the Greek, Petros, a, a, a small rock. And on this rock, Petra, the revel- this rock, I believe he's talking about the revelation from God the Father. Father, that Jesus is the anointed one. He's all you need. The revelation of Jesus, who he is, what he can do. And on this revelation that Jesus is my anointed one, God in human flesh, I'm going to build my church and the gates of Hades, hell, shall not prevail against it. Death can't keep this. Concealed. And I will give you, you who stand on the rock of revelation of who I am, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on the earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on the earth shall be loosed in heaven. Remember last time we said that binding and loosing is authority that accesses what God has already decided in heaven. Remember what Jesus said? That we ought to pray that thy will be done on earth as it already is being done in heaven. So what is going on in heaven? What is God? How is the kingdom of God operating in heaven perfectly? And what would he like for heaven to be demonstrated on the earth? Well, we find out through the Spirit of God deposited in us and through the Word of God that never changes. And, and what he says here, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Can I ask you something? Do you believe with all your heart that Jesus Christ is a Lord? He is the anointed one. Well, you may not be using these keys, but you have the keys of the kingdom of heaven. You have keys you don't use. And Jesus said, if you get revelation from my Father of who I am, the anointed one that removes burdens and breaks yokes and can do all things, if you'll get revelation of that, then you've got keys from heaven that'll operate on the earth. And whatever you bind on the earth has been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose and release on the earth has been loosed and released in heaven. We said last week, this is not for our uh, uh, personal riches and comfort. This is for spiritual authority over enemies and to bring about the kingdom of God on this earth through us. It's, it's a powerful, it is authority. It, how do I get the authority? through revelation deeper revelation of Jesus who he is where he is what he is in us the revelation of it and the re, and, and the desire and the discipline to use the keys having keys is not enough the keys have to be used so when we find circumstances and situations and they're not hard to find whether you need the keys the kingdom of heaven to bind and loose, begin to see and ask the Lord what would you like, what would you, what, what do you know is bound in heaven that you would like to see bound on the earth? What would you, what, what, what is bound in, what is loosed and released in heaven that you would like to see loosed and released in the earth for your glory? Not so I'll never have any issues, but for the glory of God, for the the defeat of the evil one, and for the progression of the kingdom of God, what would you like? And believe me, if you'll start praying like that, you won't won't go very far without seeing things that you see need to be loosed and bound with heaven's authority. Heaven's authority is in the hands of, the, of believers who get revelation that Jesus Christ is Lord. I said heaven's authority is, in the, is right, in, right in the middle of believers who get revelation of who Jesus is. So maybe you want to, uh, maybe you say, Pastor, how would that look? Well, um, what's going on in you and in your world that needs binding or loosing? Well, um, I don't know. I, my loved ones, there's just such a a, a spirit of confusion and anger and... Well, you know, maybe when you pray over your loved ones or even over your own home or your your office or your business, maybe you just ought to go before the Lord and say, God, I thank you that you have given me authority on the earth through Jesus, my Lord. Not in my own self. I don't have any, but through Jesus, my Lord, I hereby declare and I pray believing. That you will bind the spirit of anger and strife and confusion in my family. That the evil one's assignment against me and my family, my work, my business, our resources is bound in the name of Jesus. We declare that you own it all that it all belongs to you, that you can do all things, that you can turn and change hearts and minds. And so in the name of Jesus, I bind the spirit of confusion and dissent in my family in Jesus' name. Now, is that a legitimate prayer? I said, is that a legitimate prayer? Will it give glory to God in the operation of the kingdom? Will it use authority against the evil one is not enough to have the keys they have to be used I, and we have been given through revelation of who Jesus is we have been given authority to operate in this earth, in all of the issues and warfare that, w- that we're engaged in, it has to be used. But I want you to notice how easy it is to forget that. Look at verse 21. From that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer uh-oh, many things from the elders, uh, and the priests, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and be raised the third day. Okay, now wait a minute now. So we've got this authority that is granted to us. What a, what a time. I'm, I, the keys of the kingdom of heaven are yours with this revelation, and I'm going to build my church on that revelation, and the gates of hell won't even be able to stand against it. And then Jesus was was explaining to them why that was going to take place, and they didn't hear a word of it. He said, I'm going to, here's my journey, here's my assignment from the Father, here's here's how you're going to have that authority in heaven and earth, and they didn't hear it. I'm going to be killed, I'm going to be taken and and brought to (laughs) Brought to death, but I'll be raised the third day. Now, I want you to notice Peter's reaction recorded for us in verse 22. Then Peter took him, Jesus, aside. Now, get this. This is Peter who was just told, you are blessed. I, on the revelation of who I am, that revelation is going to change the world. It's going to give you authority and the keys of the kingdom of heaven. So Peter decided to try the authority on by telling Jesus what he could or couldn't do. How do you think that worked? Peter took him aside and began to, woo. He began to rebuke him. do you think peter's getting this uh, revelation deal very good how's he doing so far and peter said to him far be it from you lord this shall not happen to you you're not going to do that you're not going to be killed you're not going to be taken by the scribes and the pharisees and put to death no 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 I want the keys, I want the authority, but you're going to have to do things that I want to do. You've got to do it the way I want it to happen. And I don't want to have to go through that. Because I've got all my, I've placed my trust in you lock, stock, and barrel to overthrow the Roman Empire and make me one of your cohorts and authority. No. This... Do you ever, you ever cry out to the Lord and try to stand on your authority, but then you tell him what he can't do? <laughs> you ever do that? How's that working for you? Lord, I want, to, I want you to use me. I, I want to be a vessel. But I'm not going to have to go through any turmoil now. I'm not going to have to do any suffering on that. But I, No, uh-uh, I, I can't. I just can't, um, no. <laughs> Peter began to tell the Lord what he could, what the Lord couldn't do. Notice verse 23. But he, Jesus, turned and said to Peter, Uh-oh, get behind me, Satan. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Go back to verse 17. Jesus had just said, Blessed are you, Simon Peter. Blessed are you. You've got revelation from the Father, and that revelation is going to be the rock of my church, and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. And then he says in in, in a few sentences later, you better get behind me, Satan. Whew. Jesus was not calling Peter Satan. He was, listen. He was speaking to the spiritual agent behind Peter's words. Jesus was speaking to the spiritual agent that was behind that selfish attitude that was saying, no, you're not going to go to the cross. You're not going to die. You're not going to, no, 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 no. Jesus was saying, my father has an agenda for me that you don't understand. And I am going to say to that spiritual agent who's trying to get you, uh, who's trying to get me to walk out of my assignment, I'm going to say, Satan, you're not going to prevail. Then Jesus did say to Peter, you are an offense to me. Uh Uh-oh. Wow, wait, wait, wait. Didn't he just say, blessed are you? Yeah. And now he's saying, you're an offense to me. Do you know that you are a son and daughter of the living God? Dina and I are a son and the daughter of the living God. How blessed are we? But can we get to a place in our journey to where we won't surrender to what the Lord wants to do and how he wants to do it that we can be an offense? Yeah. Yes, we can. I don't want to be an offense to you, but notice why he said Peter was being an offense. You are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. You, you've shifted your attention away from what God wants to do and put it on what you, how you want it to happen. Can I ask you something? Do you think that we can ever not see the mighty power of God and never walk in the, uh, the authority of binding and loosing because we have our own agenda in mind when we pray? Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. Sometimes I think in my past I've been so consumed with what I want God to do that sometimes I haven't stopped and surrendered to how he wants to do it. Can anybody say, I feel your pain here, Pastor? And Lord, thank you for your grace and forgiving me of that. Amen. God may have a different agenda. Look, here's the thing. Peter wanted the immediate, the self-gratification. He wanted, he loved the good news of the authority. He just didn't want it to happen the way Jesus said it was going to take place. When we pray sometimes, We're so consumed with what we want the Lord to do and then we get out of line because he is actually doing a mighty thing and we don't see it because we, we don't recognize the way he's doing it because it's not the way we wanted him to, amen? Jesus didn't remove the authority to bind and loose. He just confronted Peter with his agenda, his motives that were out of whack. And then he said this, if any, verse 24, if anyone desires to come after me, if you really want to be my disciple, my follower, let him deny himself. What does that mean? Does that mean to wander out there in the desert and be uh, get into asceticism and all of that? no. No. To deny ourselves means that we are willing to submit our own agenda and our own consumption with ourselves and the way we want it to go and how we want it to go and to submit ourselves to the Lord and what he wants to do and how he wants to do it. If anyone will follow after me, let him deny himself. That is, resign from my own right to control my life. How do you deny yourself? You go before the Lord and you say, Lord, I hereby resign from my own right to control my life because you bought me with a price. I, I don't even have that right anyway. I belong to you. And I am acting like I'm God when I am, I am to surrender to you. Because I don't know how to fix it. If I could have, I would have already done it. I submit to you. Let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. What does that mean? The cross was a symbol of death. Everybody in that culture knew what a cross was. The cross was a symbol of death. What Jesus was saying is, come to that point to where you say, Lord, I I enter into death to my own agenda. I recognize and realize and I submit that only you, only you are worthy of my worship. I am not in control of my own life. That's what it means to deny your right to control your own life. And Jesus said, if you'll do that, you'll find life. See the next verse? If you hold on to your life and and say, nobody's going to run my life but me. I've got this, and I am not going to release over to the Lord the right to run my life. Jesus says, if you hold on to it, if you save it for yourself, you'll lose it. But whoever loses his life, that is whoever surrenders, whoever comes to me and surrenders his life for my sake will find it. You find it by releasing it. You lose it by holding on to it. What an incredibly truthful paradox. Lord, I find release I find, I, I, I find release by admitting that it belongs to you. I release control of my life, my business, my body, my health, my family. I, re, I, I release my agenda to you. I will deny my own desire and my own God-forsaken right to control my life, and I release it over to you. And Jesus said, well, okay, then you'll find it. What does it profit if you gain your whole, the whole world and lose your own soul? And what do you give in exchange for your soul? Because that time is coming, you see in verse 27, the time is coming when we will all have to give an account to the Lord. All of us. We find life by releasing our right to it to him. We lose life. We lose joy. We lose peace. We lose the things that we so desire by holding on to it and demanding that it be done the way we want it to be done. Are you willing to trust God enough? Pastor, how do I deny myself, take up my cross, and follow the Lord? Three words. Are you ready? Admit, submit, and comment. Let's talk about that. Admit that you're not capable of running your own life in a way pleasing to the Lord. Just admit it. It's called humbling yourself. He'll raise you up when you do that. Admit that you're not capable of living the life God has designed for you in your own power, your own authority. Admit it. Admit that you're totally dependent on Him, Jeff totally dependent on him. The very air you breathe, the very beat of your heart, all that you are and have, Lord, I admit I am totally dependent on you. Now that I've admitted that, I'm going to submit to your leadership. Your word's going to be final authority. What you want to do is going to become my agenda. I submit my agenda and I submit, I know, Lord, I know, Lord, we want the same things. I just have a problem agreeing that it's going to be done the way you want to do it. <laughs> you ever feel that way? I don't like how much time it's taking you either. Right? And I sure don't like some of the people you're using to get this done.) <laughs> But I submit to you, I submit to you, I believe you're at work in me both to will and to do of your good pleasure, and I believe you can use, you can use people and resources that I've never even heard of. You can change it all by sunset. I submit to you, in what my job is not to control and manipulate the outcome, my job is to cooperate, not to manipulate. I will cooperate with you and believe that you've got it in your hands. I can't change anybody anyway. So I admit, Lord, that I'm totally dependent on you. I submit to you. I trust you. Just show me, Lord, by your spirit, by your word, by any means you mean, I will submit to your plan. And, and I will take up that cross. If it means dying to my own desires and the way I want it done, I will die to my own desire. I die to my own desire to make my son or to make my daughter or make my husband or make my wife see it my way. I die in the name of Jesus. I submit to you. My desire is to love you, to love them. And I will stop trying to control them. That's going to repel them. And I'm going to start loving them, which will draw them. You control, you repel. You love, you draw. Bridges are built by the love of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, Lord, I admit, I'm totally dependent on you. I submit, I will cooperate with you. And I commit, <laughs> I will trust you when I don't see anything happening. I commit to you when I see everything else actually getting worse in the natural I commit to you that I will trust you that you are greater than what I see. You're greater than what I feel. You're greater than the, than the way other people choose me and treat me. I commit to you. I'm all in. I trust Whatever I see, I am all in. I trust you. I trust you. I don't understand you. I don't even like some things, but I trust you, Lord. I trust you. Admit. Submit. Comment. That's how we deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow Him. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. How oh, we praise you, O oh God, for your word, and the truth of your word. Trust him. That song that Jeff is playing under the direction of the Spirit, many of us have heard all of our lives as well. It is so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take Him at His word, and just to rest upon His promise. To know, the said. today i trust you lord my life's in your hands my agendas are yours i submit them to you correct me where i'm missing it i want to walk in authority and i know that to walk in authority i have to walk in submission reveal to me where i need to take the keys out for the purpose of the glory of the kingdom of god and to resist the evil one and to bind his actions that I have authority in. Help me to be active and obedient in humble obedience to you. And I say to you, oh God, that I know that authority comes through surrender. Show me those areas in my own heart where I'm not surrendered. Father, show us where our minds have become distracted, where we have allowed social media become the source of truth. Show us, Lord, where we have bought into the lie that it doesn't matter, that right is wrong, wrong is right. Oh, Lord, we come back before you and we ask you, oh God, out of your great mercy and love to reveal the truth, we submit to it. We trust you. Jesus mighty. Well, I can't wait to see you next week. Go with God. He's going with you. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.